Here we go. Two weeks earlier, 10.55 p.m., Madison County, Iowa. Connie felt like she was prettier than all the other girls in her friend group, and giving her willingness to accept promiscuity as a full-time endeavor, her non-existent sex life was as disappointing as it was puzzling. Sexually, you could say she had complete ownership of her body and was willing to give it to anyone, free, with no strings attached. If you passed her extensive criteria, an engorged member, and wanted to play hide the sausage, you didn't have to ask. She was ready before you were even thinking about hiding it. You probably know someone like her, spending what seemed to be a lifetime of abstinence with only the finest intentions, until one day their steely discipline lapses and they get a taste of what they've been missing. After the waves finish pounding the beach and the volcano's done erupting, they can't believe what they've been missing and panic fuck anything that moves in an attempt to catch up. The impetus of Connie's crazed condition, her lone sexual encounter, was one part incredible, 99 parts disappointing. It started abruptly with little talk and ended almost before it began with, if you can imagine, even less talk. All she remembered of the experience was the awkwardness and discomfort of the act being whisked away by mind-numbing pleasure that lasted just long enough for her to think, Good Todd, I'm getting laid. I'm actually having sex. She had considered the experience her sexual awakening, and even though it was less than ideal, it mattered not. She had tasted it. It was on her lips, beating in her chest and in her pelvic region. It tingled whenever she thought about it. From that point on, she discreetly hoped, longed, ached for sex in any way, shape, or form. She didn't dwell on her lack of success. She was hooked. She would put herself in the position, no pun intended, and when it happened, she would be ready to take advantage. Cheap, semi-anonymous sex fit within her criteria of any way, shape, or form, so she didn't mind standing out in the middle of this field, awkwardly avoiding eye contact with several other ladies her age. Connie's friend Clara had told her the owner of the farm's middle son, Eric Schneider, would meet Luann, Connie's older arch-nemesis, out here after Friday night football games to make the sex. Clara also told Connie her friend Bessie walked up on them by mistake, and Eric ended up giving Bessie the business, too. Did he really? Connie asked herself, her wheels turning. Why else would these other ladies be out here in a hayfield late on a Friday night? Eric was hung like a horse and half as smart, or, as some would say, the perfect man. Connie had also known who Eric was and had heard several people make fun of him, but she'd also seen him one afternoon in tight pants with his shirt off. That was enough for her. She wanted to ride that train. All week she had wondered what she could do to make Eric notice her, to differentiate herself from Luann. She developed more and more swagger as she realized she was not only younger than Luann, she had way better tits. Connie felt a troubling presence, and sure enough, it was Luann. Damn it! What the hell did he see in her? Her tits were saggy as hell for her age. National Geographic saggy. Dragon on the ground saggy. Poor Luann. Tonight was Connie's night. She could feel it in her hips, and she knew her tits looked fantastic. She was willing, and oh, she was ready. 
Connie was ripped from her fantasy. She sensed movement, a panicked tension amongst the rest of the ladies. Connie looked excitedly toward the farmhouse. The moon was romantic. She had hoped to see the silhouette of Eric's muscular frame against the shit-crammed chicken coops, but alas, no Eric. Connie looked back at the ladies, who were looking skyward in the opposite direction. Connie joined in and immediately saw what they were looking at. It seemed like a red star was falling. Wow, it was falling fast. Towards them, right at them. Connie began to panic. She couldn't move, though. She was paralyzed with fear. The object came at them with impossible speed, and then, in a silent and uneventful pop, it stopped on a dime, five feet in front of Connie. The object, an orb of some kind, levitated inches off the ground in front of her. The orb made a pulsating sound and it appeared white hot as it hovered peacefully like it was awaiting something. Connie looked at the other ladies, breathing hard and sweating. And like them, she couldn't believe she was still alive. Awash in a wave of relief, she screamed, Fuck! Well, she tried to scream, Fuck! which was always her go-to mental cuss word, but verbally all that came out was It came out as Because Connie wasn't a young woman. Connie was a cow. Or if you prefer, you could call her a heifer, a dairy queen, a moo cow, cowomus maximus in Latin. Have you ever seen a cow's tongue? Having an 18-inch tongue and no lower lip might sound exciting to some, but if you're a cow, it means you can't say shit, literally or figuratively. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but cows can't vocalize anything outside of moo or some variation of moo, which is limiting as far as communication. Yes, Todd had picked on Connie and her bovine brethren to perform his cruelest non-religious form of punishment. And who is this, Todd? If Connie and her crew could speak, I bet you one of the first things they'd tell us is that we've been calling the big guy by the wrong name forever. Well, from the moment he made himself known unto them. Only cows know this, but Moses was the dude that screwed up Todd's name. Yes, that Moses. Don't blame Todd. He corrected Moses like three or four times before giving up. No, no, Moses, it's Todd, not God, with a T and two Ds. Would you please stop writing? Moses, don't you have some paper you can use instead of that stone tablet? Seriously, this is going to take forever. The next time you need a favor or miracle, try asking for Todd instead. Or if you use his full name, Theodore Bervin Fucht, you might have better luck, but only if you get the pronunciation right. If cows could speak, they'd also be the first to tell you Todd's not nearly as chill as people think. Can you imagine how annoying it would get being called the wrong name for thousands of years? Anyway, Todd talks to Connie, Luann, Clara, Bessie, and Co. on regular occasion, part of the time to chit-chat, but mostly to catch them up on juicy gossip. By the time the average cow is four years old, Todd's already shared the answers to every interesting unknown fact on earth. He does this knowing full well that they can't tell anybody. They can give us knowing glances, but that's about it. In one stroke of quasi-vengeance, Todd told the cows everything and said, 
but don't tell anybody, okay? And then made sure they couldn't, ever. Every cow you see is a know-it-all without a license to boast. All the world's mysteries, Stonehenge, JFK's assassination, the secret formula for Coke, Tom Cruise's sexuality, Who's So Vain and Carly Simon's song, everything. You name it, the cows know it, they know everything. Why this cruel torture? This severe punishment? It's a long story for another day, but what a lot of people don't know is before Todd punished them, cows were easily the biggest assholes going. I mean, major league assholes. But this was something Todd hadn't informed the bovine nation about. Connie tried. Todd, oh Todd, Connie here, third place in the 4-H milk off last week. Remember me? Thanks for the way for clearing that milk duck blockage. That hurt like a bitch. But I guess you know that already. <laughs> Where are you, Todd? What the hell is this thing, Todd? If we lick it, will it taste like salt? Because I could use a nice salt lick right now. When's the last time we had a friggin' lick of salt? Todd, can you at least stir the farmer into putting out a couple of measly salt blocks? Connie was getting frustrated. Still no Todd. Pissed off, she struggled to remember why she was even out in this field until, adding insult to injury, she turned around to see a shirtless Eric Snyder standing on a footstool, enthusiastically pounding his horse cock into none other than Luann herself. And if she hadn't known better, Connie was sure she saw that saggy-titted bitch wink at her. Eric was muttering something to Luann about someone earning herself a nice salt lick until he looked toward Connie and saw the orb hovering and pulsating in front of her. He stopped mid-coitus and gasped, What the? And then it happened. <laughs>